Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. Hey friends, welcome to Ask Nurse Alice, the show that talks about all things health, wellness, love, lifestyle, and we bring you all the tea with no copay. So shout out to my friends at Exclusive Media. They are the powerhouse behind production. So thank you to them. Follow them on social media and as well, go to your favorite podcast network and make sure you look for Ask Nurse Alice and subscribe, like, follow, write a review, all of those great things. And um, you know what? Share it with a buddy because sharing is caring. Um, and speaking of caring and sharing, because I am, I care about you all and I want to share all my, this great information with you all. Um, obviously, many of us are still kind of quarantine at home this is kind of a new normal we're still trying to figure this out um, but while still wanting to kind of open the economy get our kids back to school and a bunch of other things right we're trying we want to uh, we want to do it safely um, but one of the things in addition to wearing masks can washing um, social distancing and all those good things is making share making share making sure that we take care of ourselves so uh, many people have you know, they're trying, dibbling and dabbling in a whole bunch of different things to try to boost their immune system. So, you know what, guys? I didn't have to dig too deep because I just knew right away who the perfect person to bring on the show uh, would be. And you guys, I am bringing one of my super friends. I'm bringing Dr. Sam Price. She is a world-class expert in natural medicine. She is a licensed concierge naturopathic physician. I mean, she's also the chief medical officer for Balanced Integration. Um, and she does so many things. She's so knowledgeable. Um, I could literally, we could do the whole show with just her introductions and we wouldn't even, that before even getting to our first speaking point, but you know what? I want to get, I want to get into it. Um, so you guys, please welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Dr. Sam. Hey, Dr. Sam, how are you? Hey, Nurse Alice. Thank you so much for having me. I am so humbled and blessed to be on here. I'm so excited to share with your audience all the things about what you can do for self-care. This is my passion. Mm -hmm. Of course, listen, I knew. I knew it was your passion. I was like, I listen, I know we got yeah. the right person. And guys, I mean, we're having this uh, initial podcast, but of course, we're going to bring her on as often as we can. She has books, products, services, and a whole bunch of other things that we'll get into um, because as we are identifying issues, we are going to bring you solutions, provide you tips, um, and get the best advice from Dr. Sam. So Dr. Sam, if, if I may, um, you're a naturopathic physician or naturopathic doctor. Could you please explain to some of the viewers and the listeners who might say, hmm, she's a doctor, but I don't really know what naturopathic is. And how's that different from my regular medical doctor or primary care doctor that I see on the regular basis? So can you first start with a little bit of that so we can better understand? Absolutely. So a naturopathic physician actually is a physician board certified and licensed that's actually considered an expert in natural medicine. That is our specialty is natural medicine. So if I may, if you don't mind, I'll just tell you a little bit of the difference in the education part of it. Is that yes. okay? Yes, that's what we want to know. 
Perfect. Perfect. So just like we go to college or your MD or DO would go to college. Yes, we go to college. Then we will progress on to medical school. In medical school, we do the same first two years of training, anatomy lab, biochem, all that good stuff are going into our third year is kind of where we separate. So we take a licensing exam. Well, it's um, a board exam called the Naturopathic Physicians Licensing Exam Basic Sciences after the second year. I think that's analogous to your USMLE step one. It's basically making sure that we understand the basic sciences in the first two years of our training. The third year is where we start shadowing other doctors or what we call that internship mm -hmm. year. We're not really practicing, but we're learning what it's like to be with patients. It's also where we start differing in our training, where we start learning homeopathy, nutrition, botanicals, acupuncture, mm -hmm. all the natural therapies. I do want to make sure that you guys understand that we are also trained in pharmaceuticals because many patients come to us and they want to get off of their pharmaceutical mm -hmm. or their medications. We have to understand the mechanism of action as well. So yes, we do take those foundations as well. So after our fourth year of school, just like a regular medical school, um, we also take board exams. So this would be analogous to USMLE step two, three, or four, where we're taking clinical sciences. And this is the licensing exam that we have to have in order to say that we're board certified and licensed to practice medicine, just like an MD or a DO. There are schools out there where they say that they're giving a doctorate of naturopathic medicine, but that is not true. There are mm. only seven schools in the USA that are are licensed by the U.S. Department of Education under the Council of Naturopathic Medi Medical Education that can give the degree of a doctor of naturopathic medicine. So my degree is an NMD, a naturopathic medical doctor. Okay. And there's only seven schools that give that. So you need to really be careful when someone says that they are a naturopathic doctor or physician, question what school they went to, did they take board exams? Because that's going to distinguish whether or not they have the clinical um, know-how, right, of how to treat you and what's safe and not safe. So that's really key when you're looking for a naturopathic physician. So that's great. Thank you for breaking that down for us. So not only is it good for us to know that as potential patients who are seeking this treatment, but also for people who might, you know, especially our young folks, and maybe not so young, who are interested in be following that pathway um, to becoming a naturopathic yeah. physician. So um, that was good stuff. Now, so as, a, as someone who's coming as a patient, I have, mm -hmm. you know, I usually go in for my regular wellness appointment, my well woman stuff. Is that something that I can go to you for as well? Or is that, or is, is seeing someone like you complimentary to, my traditional medical physician. Um, and let me just say this. I don't want to just take pills. I, I just don't want, I don't want to just get a, a radiology test and some labs. I want to, you know, really focus on my wellness, but outside of pills, diet, you know, <laughs> eat healthier and exercise daily. Those are like the three main things. Um, I want more than that. So I need to see someone like you. Is that, is that what you're, Correct. okay. Correct. 
So a naturopathic physician, we're trained as a primary care physician. Good. So that means that we can handle pretty much everything. We oftentimes refer several of us are specialized. So my specialization is in oncology. So I take care of patients with cancer. I started off with endocrinology, so thyroid, diabetes, those type of things, Mm -hmm. and then morphed into more of treating more people with cancer. you can see a naturopathic physician standalone, or you can see a naturopathic physician with your other other primary care physicians. I tend to always tell my patients that you should have a team around you. Build yeah. your healthcare team. You should have multiple physicians looking at you. Why not? And they should all play well in the sandbox together because the goal should be you, the patient, right? right? So they should want to collaborate with the other doctors that you put on your healthcare team. Um, I think that the difference in the way that the naturopathic physician is going to treat you versus the way that maybe a traditional doc that's trained traditionally, um, we have lots that are in the MDDO world that are now having more of um, an idea of treating holistically. So that's really nice that that's coming along. But traditionally, a naturopathic physician follows six principles. So those six principles are one, to do no harm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's the least invasive method possible. Two is the healing power of nature. So that's vis meditrixe nature, which is the vital force. Your body has a natural ability to heal itself. It's God-given. And it wants to be in balance or homeostasis. So it Mm -hmm. tends to try very hard to heal itself. That's why you mount a fever, okay? So the third thing is to identify and treat the cause. That's why you always hear naturopathic physicians say, well, we gotta get to the root cause of that. When somebody comes in with a headache, a headache could be several different things. A headache could be you fell and bumped your head and that's why you have a headache, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? A headache could be chemical sensitivities that you smell something and you are sensitive to it so it gave you a headache. A headache could be food-related sensitivities like blood type B. When they eat chicken, they oftentimes get migraines. Ooh, okay. Right. So we have to get to the root cause. Your cause may not be somebody else's cause, right? So that's the third principle. The fourth principle is the physician as teacher, which is docere, which is doctor in Latin. This is my favorite principle. Like, I think we just need to go back to the basics. Uh, The doctor is supposed to teach you about your body. Okay. teach you about what how your body ticks and how it works that's what we went to school for so us telling you to do this x y and z that doesn't help mm-hmm. you um that doesn't help you we need to teach you about it so doctors teachers one of the principles and then to treat the whole person is the fifth one which is body mind and spirit and this is really key especially right now so a lot of my patients have anxiety and depression from being in the house for so long and Mental effects, mental mental issues actually cause physical effects. Oh, yes, they do. So we have yes, to do. treat the whole person. You have to really get in there and dive deep into why is this happening, right? And then the sixth thing is prevention. So this is where we start oftentimes. So that's the best cure. Okay. Prevention is the best cure, right? So those yes. are the six principles that we <laughs> actually... We, we, we take with every single patient. Well, I like getting to the root of things because like you, and that was a perfect example about getting a headache and the different causes. Don't just tell me to take Tylenol. 
Don't just tell me to take Motrin and go lay down and turn the lights off because right. that does not get down to the root of it. It just treats, you know, treats, suppresses the symptoms. And that doesn't help me because then I'm going to repeat it because I don't know what caused it and I'm going to keep being a serial Tylenol taker. So thank mm-hmm. you for explaining that. Now, um, in this world of COVID-19, right, everyone's so worried about getting it. And then there are people who've uh, tested COVID-19 positive and they still, they want to do everything they can to boost their immune system to be as well as possible. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen some things on the internet. I've had some friends tell me, you know, mm-hmm. that they're taking these things over the counter. Um, you know, Instagram is notorious for having these spot, these ads pop up about what's going to, mm-hmm. you know, extend your life 10 years longer, you know, COVID fighter, all this type of, all these type of things. But I want you to talk to us about that. So let me just put out there. I've seen a lot of things like CMOS. Um, what else have I seen? El- drinking elderberry. Um, some people smoking and ingesting marijuana. Um, vitamin D supplements and those things. Because I, And I vaguely remember there was some study about vitamin D and COVID-19. And so all of these things. But you're nevertheless, you're seeing people take these products because they are hoping that it's going to help boost their immune system. Is there any truth that these products actually do boost your immune system. And um, what do we need to be concerned about though? If, you know, are they safe? So yeah. so let us know. So if we're talking specifically about COVID-19, there are several that are actually really, really good, Ooh, believe it or not. Go ahead, get that your notes actually out, have studies on them. Right, okay. so um, when you're hearing about COVID-19 patients that test positive, and oftentimes you'll hear that they have lost their sense of taste and smell, mm-hmm. this is classic for a zinc deficiency. Ooh, so thanks. you automatically, zinc is absolutely wonderful for boosting your immune system. It actually protects your upper respiratory system. And that's part of what we're seeing in COVID-19, right? So it also boosts your immune system. It's effective, we know specifically against coronavirus. Remember COVID-19 is in that family. Melatonin is fantastic for specifically for COVID-19 because the same inflammasome that COVID-19 specifically is, which is NLRP3, Melatonin decreases it. Oh. It's uh, and the cytokines um, that it it has as well. So it's actually been studied and it's doing really well in the studies. It helps to decrease inflammation. And we know that kids automatically have high amounts of melatonin, whereas the elderly have low amounts of melatonin. So this what makes sense, right? So we know that the elderly are more susceptible and that kids are not, you know, we are seeing COVID in kids, but they're not as affected as the elderly, but that might make sense because elderly don't have a lot of melatonin. It decreases as we age, oh, right? So giving, so giving melatonin is really effective. Um, elderberry, y'all, I love, love, love me some elderberry. I prescribe <laughs> elderberry all the time. Oh, good. There is so much research on elderberry. It's fantastic. It's antiviral, antibacterial. It's anti-inflammatory. It's just, it's one of anti those. Anti-everything. Yes. Anti-everything. And it's got in vitro research behind it. Oh. Um, it does increase cytokines, and this is the reason why it's effective. So when COVID-19 first came out, we were pushing elderberry, pushing elderberry. But what we have seen is we might want to back off on that slightly. If you're showing symptoms of corona of COVID-19 specifically, and especially if you've tested positive, I would take my patient off of the elderberry. Okay, so I would, 
after you've been diagnosed with COVID-19, pause on the elderberry. Pause on the elderberry for a second. Yeah. So vitamin D, vitamin D, just like melatonin has been researched and it decreases that inflammasome NLR3P, NLRP3. (laughs) And it also has cytokine reactivity. So it can also raise that cytokine. So same thing with elderberry, where we think that that's fantastic for boosting your immune system and everything like that. If you're showing signs or testing positive, we're going to take you off the vitamin D. Okay. Let me ask Um, you a quick, Dr. Sam. Um, the cytokines that you're talking about. So an increase of them could do what? So for people who are listening, we want to know yeah, like yeah. What, what, what could happen? Perfect. So cytokines are your troopers. They're the sergeants that come in and they say, hey, I need for you guys to go fight this infection. So we want cytokines. That's part of our immune system. However, what we're seeing with coronavirus, specifically COVID-19, is something called a cytokine storm. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. It's where they come in in full force and nothing's there to regulate it. So there's like this big inflammation. We can go into that. The reason why that might be happening is because your T regulator cells from your gut are not actually going to go check that. Mm. So that's a whole nother discussion where your gut is 80% of your immune system. So if your gut health isn't on point, then you're going to have a hard time regulating cytokine reactions. Well, um, know, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, with COVID-19, we were seeing shortness of breath, fatigue, fever, those type of things. And then later it developed into GI issues. So if you're COVID- saying that our gut health is about 80% of it, it makes sense why our we're bubble guts and all the other stuff is happening yeah. when we're sick. Okay. Yes. All I right. got two more for you. Okay. Bring it. Let's, let's two hear more. It. So vitamin C, I think everybody knows that. And I think that that's like the doctor's secret. Like we all keep vitamin C in our cabinets. Mm -hmm. And like when we're sick, we're like, okay, we're just going to boost our vitamin C. But the way in which you boost your vitamin C in a naturopathic perspective might be a little bit different. So I'd like to share that little secret with your viewers. Um, The secret is, I'm going to give you the tea. So the tea is that the vitamin C needs to be to bowel tolerance. So bowel tolerance is where you're going to take a dose of vitamin C. And if you don't have bubble guts or diarrhea, then you're going to take a double dose the next day. And then you keep increasing the dose until you actually have some GI issues or diarrhea. Then you back down one dose. That's Mm. how much your body needs. It's a customized dose specifically for you. And it's different for everybody. So we need to take vitamin C until we borderline bubble guts. That's how we know we have enough. Vitamin. How many oranges is that? Are we talking peels oh, here? Oh, girl, you are can't we, drink it. You can't. <laughs> can, I drink a, can I drink some enough orange juice? Or so it probably so, just, no. So when I'm talking about vitamin C to bowel tolerance, we're talking about grams. Like this is a high dose amount of vitamin C. This is what I'm giving my cancer patients, my okay. patients with cancer. And then vitamin A is the little known secret also that I think that's being overlooked specifically for COVID-19 because vitamin A actually protects your mucous membranes. Hmm. And we know that it's all about the lungs and that shortness of breath. So vitamin A is huge when it comes to COVID-19. So I would just find a supplement because, I mean, if you ask me right now when foods have vitamin A, I'm like, uh, I'd have to Google it. Carrots. Oh, carrots. Oh, so orange things. Things with orange. Yes. Like a sweet sweet potato? Yes. Yes. Okay, listen. There you go. I I must be covered already then. Yeah, Yeah, orange (laughs) things. Sweet potatoes, carrots, 
Um, there you go. There you go. Okay, great. So we had zinc, we had melatonin, we had elderberry, vitamin D, vitamin C, and vitamin A. So those are the things that can naturally help boost our immune system, especially and specifically with uh, to prepare us to hopefully not get COVID. And then I also want to make a point, guys, you heard what Dr. Sam said. If you're taking elderberry or what was the other one? Mel- is vitamin it- D. Vitamin D. Elderberry and vitamin D. If you test positive, you need to pause um, with pause. taking those things because of the cytokine and storm that they can um, that can result from that. So that's yeah. some good tips. Now, let me just throw one other thing in the mix because I've seen this a lot. Uh, sea moss. Yes. And I've, I'll just say this. I've not had sea moss, um, but I've seen people taking it and I've seen it being so- sold on, you know, social media and stuff. I'm a little leery of it, but can you tell us a little, it's, can sea moss actually boost our immune system? Yeah, it can actually. So okay. sea moss is one of those, like, it has everything in it. It's got all the micronutrients. Okay. It's got fiber. It's just really, really dense and nutritious. Okay. Um, it's got your folate. It's got your potassium. It's got vitamin D. It's got magnesium. It's got your omega-3s. Like, it's just really, really good. And two of the things that it has a lot of is iodine and iron. Mm. So if you're suffering with low thyroid function or you're feeling fatigue and whatnot, CMOS is a great thing for you. Um, it helps your diet digestion because it's got mucilaginous properties it makes it it makes it flow through your colon better oh, so and we I mean. know it's smooth yes <laughs> it keeps it smooth and we know that if you're built up you've got built up toxins so you literally have to get the out yes. right so yes, that helps a lot with that it's also actually an alkalinizing food and we know that when our body is acidic it allows for inflammation, viruses, and bacteria. So mm-hmm. this is a, it's a, it's really considered a superfood. So it's really great. However, I'm going to caution that pe- some people have iodine allergies. Yes. You know, like the mm-hmm. dye and stuff like that. So you do not want to eat sea moss okay. if you've got an iodine allergy. Also, I'm going to caution you if you have hyperthyroid symptoms so high um where you are losing weight you're sweating you're jittery that kind of stuff and you haven't been checked by a physician because this is going to raise your thyroid levels gotcha. so it, it needs to be cautioned when you're having an allergic reaction to sea moss or something that has iodine in it you're going to see burning reddening of the skin oh, nausea yeah. vomiting uh-uh. irritated skin that kind of stuff so just caution if you already know know you have thyroid issues even hypothyroid i wouldn't probably do it only Don't because it. you you can raise it too high gotcha gotcha now with the iodine so seafood allergies would you throw that in the bucket too if you have seafood allergies you know, absolutely you know pass on the so i used to have seafood allergies until i was 32 years old i don't think i had an iodine allergy but i would caution people with seafood allergies okay. with eating sea moss honestly better safe than sorry Just be safe yeah yes and then um Obviously, many states now, um, medicinal and recreational uh, marijuana is available. And we have, you know, our gummies, our brownies. You can still smoke Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And people are claiming that, you know, that ingesting or smoking marijuana can also help boost your immune system to offset COVID-19. What do you say to that? So you have to remember that marijuana is actually an herb, right? Yes. Herbs are medicinal. 
Mm-hmm. So marijuana actually has two components. It's got the THC and it has the CBD, the cannabidiol properties yes, of it. Yes, CBD. Uh-huh. So we really think of like the THC, the THC part of it for pain and the cannabidiol more for like the brain stuff. But in my opinion and in my experience, um, they both have components of each. And the reason why is because it affects what's called the endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system is beautiful. It is a network of flowing highways throughout every single system in our body. It touches our neurotransmitters. It touches our organs. It touches our pain receptors. It's just really fantastic. Um, So I really actually like marijuana um, and CBD for quite a few things. However, some people can have um, a reaction to it and have a psychogenic reaction to it. So I definitely think that you kind of need to be under the care of a physician when you're doing that. Yes. And please be careful because I don't want to see you in in my emergency room all, you know, spazzed out because you ate two or three brownies. No, listen, they're like, I ate the brownie and didn't do anything. So they ate more brownie and then they ate more brownie and then it hit them like a ton of bricks at one time and it was just way too much. So um, everything in moderation, guys. And also I will say, um, I want to be mindful because I want everybody saying and Nurse Alice was promoting this. There are certain states where it's legal. Okay. I, want, I don't want anybody to go to jail. I mean, right. I want you to be healthy, but don't go to jail. And don't say that Dr. Sam and Nurse Alice told me to take it. And, mm. Don't put my name in that. Listen, don't put my name in that. <laughs> I do not want to be subpoenaed to your court case. Okay. Don't put my name in that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So these are, now let me ask this. So, um, you, so I know you talked more about the elderberry and the vitamin D and the cytokine storms. Are there any of these things that could complicate some of our, and I hate to even say traditional medications, but because heart disease is so prevalent, because diabetes is so prevalent. So kind of our traditional blood pressure medications or diabetes medications, um, is there any particular ones that you know for, could say like, if you take metoprolol, for example, um, you should not take this uh, because of an interaction. Or if you're on Coumadin, don't take this because it'll increase your chances of bleeding. Are there any things like that that people should know so, about? So more of, I think that I normally come from the the standpoint of if you're taking certain things, they might deplete the vitamins, right? So you would want to add extra vitamins in. For example, when you're taking um, metformin, like for diabetes, yes. it depletes your B12 levels. So, and that causes that neuropathy that you see with mm-hmm. a lot of diabetic patients. So that you would want to do. If you're taking statin drugs, um, oftentimes it depletes CoQ10 levels. And that's why you see the rhabdomyolysis. So we want to increase the CoQ10 levels. Um, as far as CMOS, um, remember I said that it, it can cause an increase in your thyroid, which mm-hmm. also affects your heart. Yes. So I would definitely caution if you have cardiac um, conditions with CMOS or you need to talk to your cardiologist before starting that. Okay. You definitely need to be monitored. Um, elderberry really doesn't have any side effects. The only thing with elderberry is that you don't want to eat the bark. The leaves are the unripened berries because it has a component that is um, cyanide in it. But when you are processing it and you are cooking the berries correctly, like commercial stuff, 
you shouldn't have a problem with that at all. Vitamin D in too, me, in too much of a high dose really doesn't have anything. Vitamin C, just the digestive stuff that I told you about. Gotcha. Vitamin A um, can cause a really, really bad headache if you take too much of it. Um, Listen to your body. You got to listen to your body. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So no, I don't think any of them have a real side effect. I would say that, you know, I always say that you need to be under the care of a physician that actually knows the drug and the actual supplement that you're taking if it's a supplement. I mean, there's many things that you can do without popping a pill Mm -hmm. to help boost your immune system. Um, So you don't have to take supplements and you don't have to take pills and stuff like that to boost your immune system for sure. Okay, so first off, let me say I need to find a naturopathic physician or I need Dr. Sam to fly to Los Angeles to take care of me because never, ever had I had a physician just break that down and explain it to me or like when I've gone to appointments with my parents when they were live like explain you know like you did with the metformin and the b12 and I'm a nurse too and I'm just like and I hear Dr. Sam say it I'm like you know what that's Mm -hmm. uh, that's you know as simple as that piece of information is how helpful that could be to someone's quality of life because neuropathy is uh, and, and for those of you who've experienced neuropathy, um, I know that that can be very painful and just like misery, just miserable. No joke. So, no joke. Okay, so this has been good stuff. But now let me get to some other things that I want to talk about. So other natural things. So like Western medicine, again, usually, at least in... Shout out Dr. Ta- uh, Tao, though. He's he's my primary care doctor. Dr. Tao, I still love you, but you don't talk to me about these things. So I just had to just <laughs> I had to talk to Dr. Sam. Um, but what's considered alternative complementary medicine? Um, you know, you don't have a lot of uh, providers buy into that kind of stuff or tell them, talk to their patients about it until, you know, they've exhausted all of these m- traditional medical treatments. And by that time, I'm like, look, it's been a couple years. We could have we could have done so much better sooner. But what about like the aromatherapy uh Um, acupuncture and all those things are those things that we could and should be doing now even before we have any ailments or I mean so tell us a little bit about some of those different therapies and when would be a good time to initiate absolutely so if we think back to the six principles that I told you about right Mm -hmm. I said that prevention is the best cure and I told you that the least invasive method Right. So when we think about, well, at least when I think about naturopathic medicine, it's actually primary care and not alternative, whereas your conventional medicine and your surgery and your synthetic drugs, that that should be alternative medicine. Yeah, that's failing anyways. And it's expensive. So we try these things first, and if they don't work and your body still needs a little oomph, then we move up what we call the therapeutic order, which Uh is a triangle that we follow, right? Mm -hmm. So we have foundations, and then we move up the pyramid, as we call it. It's a therapeutic order that naturopathic physicians follow. So there are levels to this, y'all. Levels, okay? We got levels. We got levels. Level up, level up, level up, level up. There are so many other things that you can do. Um, So sleep, hydration, uh, food as medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, IVs, uh, herbal medicine, all those different things are things that you can do right now. Um, You don't have to wait until you're sick. I suggest you try them out and do them while you're well so that you are 
doing the prevention, right? Mm -hmm. First, do no harm. Um, So homeopathy, for those that don't know what homeopathy is, it's usually a dilute dilute substance that's in a very small little sugar or lactose pill. And one of the really popular ones is called Arnica. And it's kind of like an aspirin, but it's really when you're feeling um, like a, an, a hurt that has a bruising feeling. So Arnica works really well, um, sublingual, or you can have Arnica gel or cream on your sites. So I often use it for my patients pre-surgery and Mm -hmm. post-surgery. So Arnica is fantastic for that. Um, there's other homeopathics that I use well, but that's one that I feel is really safe without me prescribing it right now. I like that one. And you know what? I've heard of this. And obviously as a nurse working in a variety of different clinical areas, I've seen a lot of surgeons, especially cosmetic surgeons using Mm -hmm. Arnica and actually having people take Arnica prior to their surgery. But I've never seen Arnica anywhere when it came to other like cardiac bypass or like those other true like other medical or having surgery to fix or correct something it's usually been on the opposite spectrum when people are having elective procedures but being pain-free having a better quality of life healing better should not be elective it to me it sounds like it should be incorporated in other things so um, this is good stuff I'm glad because also we have we have also health professionals that listen to this podcast too so listen here y'all if y'all don't have arnica in your surgical in your surgical uh, what you call that protocol you might need to add the little box so you can check it too um anyways go ahead what else we got uh Dr. Sam so true story about homeopathy. So my son was born with brachial plexus, which is a nerve damage to the arm. And he had to have surgery when he was six months old. And um, we went to Shriners and they were very, um, very kind in the fact that I was like, no, he has to have these homeopathics and I need to come into the recovery room and I need to give him the three homeopathics afterwards. Right. So the three homeopathics, one of which is Arnica. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two are really to help decrease the load of the anesthesia and also um, to help with trauma. Okay. So they said that my son was, he woke up smiling. They said that nobody had ever done that before in surgery so little. So they now have it as part of their protocol. Oh, what is it? It works really well. So it is phosphorus, um, arnica, and it's an S. I don't know. I think it's staph sagaria, um, but I have to check on that one for you. Okay. But there's three, and I always use it pre and post surgical um, procedures. I don't care what it is. So if you're getting a mastectomy, a lumpectomy, whatever surgery it is, it's pre and post. And there's okay. some other things that we add in there to boost your immune system before surgery. But mm-hmm. those are the three homeopathics. Oh yes. Um, I'm gonna so then- get that from you to make sure we put that in the in the show notes, oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, so if you're going for surgery. Um, or you know someone who's going for surgery. I mean, you just heard Dr. Sam's testimony, uh, and she's not just a provider trying to push this on you. I mean, her own yeah. very son, and he woke up smiling. I don't know anybody who wakes up smiling after surgery, but yeah. I want to wake up. If I, if I have to have surgery, I want to wake up smiling because that means I feel better. So she's going to share that with us. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So acupuncture. Acupuncture is a way to balance your energy by removing blockages. And the way in which I explain acupuncture, because I actually do acupuncture on my patients. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not all naturopathic physicians are trained in acupuncture, but the school that I went to is year round because we take acupuncture while we're in school. So 
acupuncture, if you think of a nice stream that flows through and you have a boulder in the stream, it's going to create an ebb flow, like it's going to go around the boulder. So acupuncture gent gently removes the boulder so that you've got a, a nice energy flow. Basically, Ooh, I love it. What it is. I love so it's beautiful. Energy. It is. The needles are, I know that they're needles, but they're tiny. They're, tiny, they're, tiny. they're they're super tiny yes. and they don't hurt. And right now my new thing is um, auricular. I've always liked auricular acupuncture. That's acupuncture in your ear because every organ system is actually in your ear. So you know how people get reflexology on their feet? Yes. It's the same with the ear. And so you can put little seeds and you just press on the seeds. Wow. And I suggest everybody do an ear massage every single morning. It hmm. wakes up. All of your organs are in your ear. Hmm. They've got They've got like, you know, the neurotransmitters that go through your brain and then it goes to your spinal cord and it goes straight to that organ system, right? So give yourself an ear massage every single or morning. Or give your boo an ear massage if you love them. I mean, just go ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boo so, massage hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy is water therapy. And this is huge in other countries, in Europe and Asia. Hydrotherapy is part of daily life. Um, they have what are called sanatoriums. They're where you just do nothing but sit in the water. So specifically hot and cold contrast is what I'm talking about. So you'll sit in a hot tub for a little while and then you'll sit in and then you'll do what's called a cold plunge. This actually increases the circulation and blood flow. Ah, this is what those athletes do when they get in those ice tubs after a, a game or after some intensive there training. There you go. So for okay. my patients, pretty much every single patient is told to do what's called um, a contrast hydrotherapy shower. So anytime you're in the shower, you're going to suds up with the hot water and then you're going to rinse in a cold blast. Ooh. I like to do it three times, but if you can only do it once, that's fine. But you're increasing your blood flow. You are increasing circulation. You increase your ATP. And it's just an overall easy, cheap, free thing for you to do like that's free. super important for your health. So, Dr. Sam, what, is this something that I could do every day? I could do this hydrotherapy? I've been doing it for 50, as soon as I heard about it in school. So, I've probably been doing it for 20, 20 years Listen, you don't I look know, a day over 21. Stop age, playing. I've been doing it for 20 years. She's the youngest 20. doctor. She's Look, all this experience and she's only 21. She looks amazing. <laughs> but look, she looks amazing because she does all this stuff. Shoot, I'm trying to be like Dr. Sam. Sam, Dr. Sam goals. So Dr. Sam, and I wish, you know, we're going to definitely have to bring you back on the show, but this has been some great starter things. Um, as we're wrapping up, any other um, things that you want people to know um, specifically that maybe we didn't get to to. Um, uh, earlier and then also where can people find you and learn more about this so wh where can we find you tell us a little more so um you can find me at drsamnd.com so that's d-r-s-a-m-m -M. n is a naturopathic d is in doctor.com and i have a webinar coming up it's on August the 29th. Mm -hmm. It is the seven secrets to transform your health and boost your immunity. Oh, okay. And you guys can text 855-639-0000. Mm -hmm. And you're going to text message and say, Nurse Alice. Hey. Yes. N-U-R-S-E-A-L-I-C-E to 855-639-0000. 0646 and this webinar is free oh 
listen, y'all, you guys just got a gift. That is a major yeah. gift. I mean, that's for y'all. I mean, this has already been tons of great information, a lot of practical things that you can do day to day to boost your immune system. Now, a couple all, I mean, not only did we talk about things that you can take, we talked about hydrotherapy. Um, you know, she, she talks to us about acupuncture and the importance of that. And you're going to get, um, a free entrance into, uh, Do Dr. Sam's program. Come on now, come, come on, on now. Listen, <laughs> all the tea, no copay plus some goodies in there. I love it. I love it. And you guys, please, please follow Dr. Sam. She is amazing. Uh, we're going to yeah. definitely have to bring her on. She's going to be our, our resident, uh, naturopathic physician, because listen, I don't know about you, but I have not had a physician talk to me in this way and give me these bite-sized tidbit pieces of information that I can actually apply. And that makes sense. Makes sense. Look, I'm going to tell all my diabetic patients now, like, look, okay, how's our B12? How's our B12? We got to make sure because I don't want everybody, anybody having um, yes. um, uncomfort. So, okay, friends, this has been another great episode of Ask Nurse Alice. We've had Dr. Sam. We've got tons of information. I'm going to make sure in the show notes that we include Dr. Sam's information. Uh, Again, more information about how to register for her event um, using the promo code Nurse Alice. Um, and um, she's also, I'm also going to make sure that we list those three um, things uh, for the pre and post op. So we're going to make sure that we get those for you. Uh, so again, you guys, follow Dr. Sam, follow the show, go to your favorite podcast network and subscribe, like, follow, uh, comment. And you know what? Share the podcast with someone else because sharing is caring. And so until next time, guys, make good choices, love one another, wear your mask and wash your hands and be safe. Bye guys. This has been an inclusive media podcast studios production.